The following message is from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about Life Source is available at lifesource.org.au. Hey, who was here last week? For those of you who were not here last week, what I need you to do is when you go home, you need to go to lifesource.org.au, go to the resource section, and there you're going to find the podcast from last Sunday. Because Pastor John shared a phenomenal prophetic word over our church, talking about 2017 being the year of open doors. Open doors for you, for us, for I, for our church. And he talked about it being entering into a new season of a new of season of new beginnings, of new opportunities, of new ministry, and of new blessing. And as I was listening to Pastor John last week, and, and again listening to it through this week, it struck me that it married on with what God has put on my heart to share today. I want to read to you from uh, Philippians three this morning. So if you've got your Bibles, get them out. I'm going to read from Philippians 3, verse 13 and 14. And it says this, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. And he's talking about, I, had, I, I don't believe that I've perfected my relationship with Jesus. That's what he's saying there. I don't believe I've perfected my relationship with Jesus. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul is saying, there's things that are in my past and I'm not going to carry them with me into the new things to come. As I go after God, as I enter into this new season, into this open door that God is opening up, I'm going to leave things behind. And today I want to build upon an analogy for you, talking about there's bags that we carry around in our lives. And I could talk about 20, 30, 40, 50 types of bags, but today I'm going to focus on three bags that God has really impressed upon my heart over over recent times and in fact even just these last few weeks, about bags that we don't have to carry through these open doors. In fact, I believe God doesn't want us to carry these bags through open doors. So the title of my message today is this. Drop your bags at the door. Drop your bags at the door. How about we pray? Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit who's already here. And Lord, I'm believing in faith that you are doing a work in our lives this morning. Lord, as we look at the truth of your word, I pray that the seed of that would go deep into each and every heart. And Lord, that there would be a manifestation, Lord God, of change, of revelation, even of conviction and and, and a request for repentance, Lord God. Father, I pray that you would do something unique in each and every life as only you can do it. I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, so this morning we're talking about three bags. Three bags we're going to drop at the door. And the first bag is this. I want you to drop your bag of mistakes. Drop your bag of mistakes. And all of us make mistakes. As I said, my baby girl is seven months old, and I have jumped into the deep end of fatherhood and learnt the hard way some things that I've made mistakes in. That time when I was carrying our baby girl in the Ergo Baby around at uh, Sculpture by the Sea at Bondi, and so she's on my front chest here, and I tripped over and went forwards. She was okay. I was okay. Mum forgave me a few moments later. 
that was a that was a pretty bad mistake. All that time when you know I, it's it's my job in the house to uh, sterilize the breast pump and the bottles and all those sorts of things, and you, you put them in boiling water and leave them there for five minutes just to sterilize them. And I didn't put enough water in. Forgot about it. Walked away and melted them. <laughs> that that was not a good one either. A few moments later, she forgave me again, and uh, I rectified that one as quickly as I could. Not easy to do on a public holiday at five o'clock in the afternoon, but thank the Lord I was able to. What about the time where I publicly rebuked somebody and, and publicly told somebody how they were wrong in front of everybody else? When in fact, I, you know, you publicly praise and you privately rebuke. That, that was a mistake. Or about that time when one of my coworkers was frustrating me and I snapped. Because they were just being frustrating and being unnecessarily difficult. And I just had enough and I, I just, I snapped. That was a mistake. Or what about that time when I, when I was going for an engineering role and was in the interview and they were asking me about, tell us, Ross, tell us a time when you've taken initiative. And so I told them a particular thing that I had done in, in a previous role and I was talking about that and the interviewer said, so, so you, you did this off your own back. You, you took initiative to do this. And I, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I did that. And I lied. And I misled them. And I tried to frame it in such a way that I made myself feel okay. But really, at best, it was a half-truth, which is at best a lie. We all make mistakes. We all have stuffed up. We've all sinned. The question I have for you today is this. How many of us hold on to those mistakes for too long? We hold on to them for far too long. That lie that was told, the deception that was made, that burst of anger. Maybe there's somebody in your world and you made a promise to them but you let them down and you're holding on to that mistake or that addiction that you slip back into again and again and you're holding on to it. You just can't seem to let go of your mistakes. Well, this morning I have good news. I have good news because we serve a God of new beginnings. We serve a God of new beginnings. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Not, not some things, not, not the really bad things or the, the less bad things. All things have become new. Lamentations 3 verse 22 and 23 says this, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never, never, ever, never, ever, ever come to an end. They are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. How great is your faithfulness? What a great God we serve. What an amazing God we serve. The slate is made clean for us every day if necessary, every moment if necessary. And so the mistakes that you and I have made, we don't need to carry them with us. If I go back to that 
story about lying in an interview. This is where it gets worse. I got the job. I was given the job and I lied at the interview. And I've already cleared up with Pastor John. I didn't lie for the interview for here. So it's okay here. But I carried that mistake with me, knowing that I am benefiting from a lie, fundamentally. It was a lie. And, and there'd be moments where I'd be like, God, would you forgive me? And I'm like, yep, I'm forgiven. It's cool. And, you know, I'd, I'd go out about and it wouldn't bother me. But then, you know, months or even years later, I'd go, oh, that's right. I lied. I lied in that interview. Oh, I feel so bad. I feel... And I'm picking up my bag of mistakes and I'm carrying it with me everywhere I go. And it came to a point, I'd left the company, I'd left that job. And it came to a point where I really felt that I needed to confess it to somebody because the only person who knew about this was me and was God. And so I went to one of my mentors and I was talking with him and I was telling him the situation. And so he was listening and he said, well, Ross, can you go back to these people and clarify and, and tell them the truth. Are you still in connection with these people? I said, no, I've, I've left this job. In fact, I've left the company. I have no connection with them. There's no benefit of going back. But, but if I would, I, I know I need to go back and make right with these people and tell them the truth. And he said, okay, well, you can't go back. Have you asked the Lord to forgive you? I said, yeah, I have. I've, I've repented from this many times. And then he said, well, has God forgiven you? I said, yeah, the Bible says that when we ask for his forgiveness, he, he gives it to us freely. So I'm forgiven. And then he looked me in the eye, and it's something I hope I never forget. He looked me in the eye and said, Ross, well, who are you to disagree with God? When God says you're forgiven, you're forgiven. And how many of us carry our bag of mistakes believing that God hasn't actually forgiven us when in fact he has He has forgiven us. Psalm 103 verse 12 says this, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. How far is the east from the west? We cannot define it. How far is the distance between our transgressions and our, that, that is our sins that God has removed them from us? It cannot be defined. They are so far. You know, when we repent and come to God and say, God, would you forgive me? And he forgives us right there and then. But we hold on to our bag of mistakes and come back to him again and say, God, would you forgive me? He's like, not quite sure what you're talking about because I've forgotten whatever it is that you're talking about. God doesn't hold a long list of counts for things that he's already forgiven you from. Forgiven is forgiven. As we launch into 2017, I want to encourage you to drop your bag of mistakes. You don't have to carry them around with you. I think about the Apostle Paul one of the greatest leaders, if not the greatest leader of the Christian church. But we know his past. He was, he was not a nice person before he was converted. He was a murderer. He was falsely accusing people and locking them up. He was the most legalistic of all legalistic people. But at his conversion, we only ever see evidence of him living in grace 
and living in the revelation of the forgiveness that was found in Jesus, we don't see him living in the past. He left all those things behind so that he could go after the things of God. Let's drop our bags of mistakes. I love it how Joyce Meyer says this. So many Christians struggle with guilt and condemnation. They're trying to pay God back for what they did wrong when Jesus already made it right. This is a powerful revelation. Now, of course, forgiveness of sins is one thing. But sometimes the reality is is that there are consequences for the mistakes that we've made. And sometimes you can't just brush them aside. That's true. Sometimes we have to live with the consequences of our mistakes. But today, what I'm saying to you is I want to encourage you, don't carry them around with you. Don't, don't carry your mistakes around with you. If I'm honest, and I say this in, in humility, but I've had this revelation. I really struggled to think of the list of mistakes that I would share earlier on because I don't carry them around with me. They're, really, they're not a part of me. What God has forgiven is forgiven. So let's just pause. What are some of your mistakes and regrets that you've been carrying around and Let's just drop those bags at the door. You don't need to carry them through the open door of 2017. You don't need to continually carry them around. I love what 1 John 1.9 says. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from, from some of our unrighteousness, from, from most of our unrighteousness. What does it say? From all unrighteousness. We are forgiven from all unrighteousness. So that's the first bag we're going to drop this morning, the bag of mistakes. The second one is this. I want you to drop your bag of insecurities. Drop your bag of insecurities. And this is a really big one. Because an insecurity is an inner belief that you're not good enough and that you don't measure up. Completely contradicts what God says. And your insecurities, they they come from your perception of yourself. Who do you believe you are? And there's, there's three main areas that it might be formed from. Your perception could be formed from what you do, maybe what you do at work, maybe who you are in your family as a mother or a father or as the oldest child or, or the youngest child. Your perception of yourself might be uh, founded in what you do here at church and your involvement here. It might be founded in the club that you're involved in. It might be the amount in your bank account. It might be your assets. It might be your ability to go and travel and opportunities you have. You might have your, your perception of yourself or your identity found in all sorts of different areas. But there's other areas like what other, people's, other people have said about you, whether rightly or wrongly, or what you think other people have said about you, either positively or negatively. So if somebody says that you're not good enough, or somebody says that you're untalented, or that you're boring, or that you're funny, or that you're clever, or that you're interesting. Both positive and negative can actually set us up for the wrong foundation of our perception of ourselves. Many of you may have seen over these last few weeks, there's been a video going around on social media, and it's an interview with somebody called Simon Sinek. Very interesting interview, where he's talking about the millennial generation. The millennial generation of those who are born after 1994. And there's a problem. He's uh, saying, and this, of course, is a generalization, but I believe it to be mostly true, is that 
this millennial generation, those born after 1994, 1994, have been raised to believe that they are very special. They have been raised to believe that uh, they are really, really important. They have been raised to believe that they can have whatever they want as soon as they want it at their beck and call. And so we have a generation who are now growing up now into their 20s who have a sense of entitlement. And they leave home and they enter into the big wide world and they realize that nobody else thinks they're that special and nobody else is going to give to them on a platter whatever they want at the drop of a hat. And so they have this sense of entitlement and it set them up to have a wrong perception of themselves. First one is you can have a perception by what you do, by what others have said about you. The third is this, by what has happened to you. And this one's a whole lot harder. This one's a whole lot harder because if you're a victim of abuse, trying to separate what happens to you with who you believe that you are, they can become so intrinsically linked and it can be really difficult to separate them. But other, other things that could happen to you, like if you become a bankrupt, if you become bankrupt, that, that could change the perception that you have of yourself. If you lose your job, if there's a family breakdown, you can attach these sorts of occurrences to who you believe you are, to the perception of yourself. Now, the problem with all these frameworks and these perceptions is that at best, they're inconsistent and they're unstable because everything else is subject to change. The only thing that is not subject to change is the Word of God. And so we need to make sure that we are aligning our perception of ourselves, our identity in what the Word of God says. And I have some good news for each and every single person here today. You ready? Are you ready? Some good news about what the Word of God says. You... We're created in the image of God. Do you know what that means? That means that you have purpose. It means that God created you with a unique identity. It means that in God's eyes, you are special beyond belief. That's what the Word of God says about every single person in this room. Every single one of us. But it gets better. For those who have declared Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, We are not only created in the image of God. If you're a follower of Jesus, then you're a child of God. This is one of my favorite verses. 1 John 3 verse 1 says this. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. We are children of the Most High God. And if you could only get this revelation deep into your heart, it will radically transform the way in which you respond to different sorts of scenarios and situations. Let me give you an example. Many, many, many years ago uh, at my old church, I was the leader of the worship team there. And uh, I did it as a volunteer, was very heavily involved. And uh, I remember that uh, one day I was actually talking to my team about this very topic, about identity. And I said to them something. I said, you know what, right now I'm your leader and I'm the worship team leader here at Lighthouse. But you know, one day I might not be in this role and that's okay because my identity is not set in this role. My identity is found in the Word of God 
And the Word of God says that I'm a child of God. Now, I'd been doing a great job. Lots of people were coming to me and saying, oh, Ross, we love the worship team, we love what you're doing, and all those sorts of things. But a few months later, can anybody predict what happened? I actually got sat down, and they asked me to step down from that role. And so suddenly I found myself in this position where other, some people are telling me that I'm doing a great job. Other people are saying, Ross, you're not doing as good a job as you think you are. And I found myself... Is my identity found in what I do? Is my identity found in what some people are saying about me positively? Is my identity found in what some people are saying about me that's, yeah, it's a bit negative? And I remember just calming my spirit and going, no, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. That's what the Bible says. I am a child of God. And if only you could get this revelation and understand that our identity is not set in what we think about ourselves, what other people think about us, or what happens to us, things that are beyond our control. Our identity is not set in any of those things. If you find it hard to believe that you're worthy of being loved and accepted, just as you are, just as God created you, just as you are right now, then I want to challenge you to radically see your belief system change. And you need to drop your bags of insecurity. How do we drop our bags of insecurity? We start believing what the Word says. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Sometimes we need to ensure that what we say from our lips enough time so that our heads and our hearts start to believe it. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Would you say it with me? I am a child of God. Come on. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. You know what? You might need to say it aloud all the way home just to start to get that embedded into the very fiber of who you, who you are. People can say what they want. You can think what you want about yourself, but it's not what the Word of God says. It's what the Word of God says that matters. You're a child of God. And I, want, I, I can't say it any more uh, strongly that to drop your bag of mistakes, you need to realign your identity to be found in God's Word. Okay, so we're dropping our bag of mistakes. We're dropping our bag of insecurities. We're dropping your bag of pretense. Drop your bag of pretense. Now, pretense is when we live our lives giving everybody else a fake impression of who we are and what we're really like. And let's be honest, we've probably all done it to some extent. For those who on social media are always posting all the time and looking at how many friends they've got and, you know, I really, you look, my life is fantastic, and, but really, you're really lonely. Maybe you're here and, and you're successful and you, or you've been successful in business and, or your career or, or your family is, is a really fantastic family or, or your marriage or your kids and, and you present to the world success. But right now, a few steps back, it's a mess. But you're presenting the facade, the pretense of being successful. 
Maybe there's somebody here who presents themselves as being joyful and happy and the life of the party and everybody's best friends. But really behind all of that, there's a wound, there's hurt that's deep inside. And the happiness and the joy is just really a facade. Maybe you're here today and your facade is a spiritual facade. You come to church, you go to connect group. You close your eyes, you lift your hands, you sing at the top of your lungs. You smile at people. You say amen to the preacher. But the rest of the week, God's not there. God's not involved. And so there's this facade of I'm a spiritual person in front of the people who I want to think I'm spiritual. But behind the scenes in the rest of the week, that couldn't be further from the truth. Now, this is not a message of condemnation or judgment. This is a message of new beginnings. The God who separates our transgressions as far as the east is from the west. The God who gives us a new beginning each and every day. That's where we're starting from right now. Because I want to encourage you as we enter into 2017 to drop your bags of pretense. You see... Out of everybody that Jesus encountered, it was actually the hypocrites who he did not have time for. You think about it. Those who came before Jesus realizing that they were sinners, realizing that they had been robbing people and, and the thief on the cross and other different people, the people who came to Jesus not pretending to be someone else, they received his acceptance and his forgiveness and his grace and mercy. But those people who presented themselves to Jesus as pious and righteous and better than everybody else, when in fact Jesus, who knew their inner, inner world, were not any of those things. Jesus did not have time for those hypocrites. He did not time, have time for them. He rebuked them again and again and again. Now, for me, this has been something real big over the last week or so because for me, I'm a, I'm a leader in this church. I'm a pastor. And so I feel this responsibility that I need to present to all of you a level of spiritual maturity and, and, and a faith in God and that my life is going fantastic and that I never argue with my life and I never make mistakes and I, I, everything about my life is wonderful. But that's not true. I'm definitely not perfect. I'm no perfect than anybody else in this room. I'm a subject to anybody else from making mistakes. I don't have some special switch that turns off temptations or makes me immune from sin. None of us do. I even had hesitations about sharing my story earlier about lying in the interview because that would burst the bubble, but the bubble's now burst. And I'd love you to all believe that I'm a spiritual powerhouse, but that's not necessarily true all of the time. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it isn't. But sometimes I can have this facade up. And, and this is not necessarily putting condemnation on you. In fact, that's not my goal at all. This is about me becoming clean and clear with you. Because when I do that, that makes me a hypocrite. That's hypocrisy. Jesus hates hypocrisy. 
And maybe for some of you this morning, there's a churning inside of you. Maybe, maybe I've just deposited a seed in you where you're going, oh, I don't like where this is going. And that's the Holy Spirit. Just, just gently, I believe, bringing to your mind clarity, something that I believe you need to address. The bag of pretense that I believe that you need to drop. Here's the revelation. Yes, we're under grace. And yes, God's mercies are new every day. But that doesn't mean we should be carrying around bags of pretense, pretending to be somebody that we're not. Yes, there's grace for every day. Yes, there's forgiveness for the past. But today, let's start that fresh slate. And I've got a challenge for you today. Are you guys ready for a challenge? I don't think you are. I might have to do a bit more work here. It's easy. It's, it's, it's fine. It's between you and God, okay? This is not out to make anybody feel humiliated or to make anybody feel uh, inferior in any way, shape at all. But I want you to be real with yourself and real with God. In all sincerity, would you drop your bags of pretense starting today? Drop your bags of pretense. Be honest with yourself and honest with God. Be honest with yourself and be honest with your God. Where are you at spiritually right now? Now, of course, God already knows. He is the all-knowing God. But the good news this morning is that he's also the all-loving God. And there's nothing that you've done nothing that you're going to do, nothing that has been done to you that's going to stop him from loving you. And as we come before him with humble hearts and repentant hearts, he's always going to forgive. But where is your spiritual life at right now? If I was to ask you to rank yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you at spiritually? With 1 being the lowest and 10 just being absolutely on fire for God, what would you say? There's probably some people in this room, in in all honesty, you're able to say that you're like a nine and that the word of God comes alive to you and and you're consistently praying and you're hearing the voice of God and the voice of God is directing you to do things, to to speak to that person who is begging there in Chatswood, person that I encountered once. But maybe maybe there's some here, if if you're really honest with yourself, you're you're more like a maybe a two. And yet you've come to church today and that is a fantastic thing. But it's a facade. There's a pretense there. and You can't remember the last time that you prayed. You don't know where your Bible is. You don't even want to hear the voice of God because you're scared of what God's going to say to you. You haven't had the revelation of God's forgiveness and his love yet. Right now, those of you who are taking notes using your smartphones, Get ready with them. For those of you who don't, there's your newsletter. I want you to pick up your newsletter right now. And if you're not going to do this, at least pretend to do it. This is the only thing you're allowed to pretend to do today. Get your newsletter out right now. There's a pen there in the seat pockets in front of you. I'm going to ask you one more time. If you were to rank yourself, how's your spiritual walk going right now? One to ten. What's the first number that comes to mind? I want you to write it down because it's between you and God. I'm believing that right now, God is doing something in some people's hearts here. He's enabling you in the power of this moment to drop your bags of pretense. To stop pretending to be somebody 
that you know that you're not. And so there are some people here, as you wrote things down, you're going great with God and you could write with great sincerity about where you're at. There are some people here and you're still holding your bags of pretense. You're still, you're not ready to come to terms and maybe it's a blind spot, maybe it's pride. I don't know, that's something you need to take to God. But I'm believing that right then, right there, some of you just dropped your bag of pretense and started to come real with yourself with God, and it's the beginning of starting a fresh slate. Let me give you where I fit into this picture. So, I've been really challenged by this concept myself over the last couple of weeks, and I'm going to be honest with you because leading up to Christmas, it was chaotic. And leading up to uh, Christmas and New Year's, I found myself prioritizing small things that didn't matter over big things that do matter, and I found myself at a seven at best, at absolute best, I would say I was at a seven. And, and for me, again, this is not a judgment on you. This, for me, that's just not good enough. I want to be on fire for God all of the time. And it wasn't God made himself distant from me. It was me making myself distant from God. Today is a new day of fresh beginnings. And as you have identified hopefully, honestly, where you're at, let's use this as a platform to start again. Let's use this as a platform to step into the open doors of 2017 with a fresh slate. I'm going to get Lee to come up now. I started this message with Philippians 3, verse 13. I want to read it to you again. It says this, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Like like I said earlier, Paul didn't carry his bags with him, nor do you. We don't need to pretend to be somebody that we're not. We don't have to set our identity in what other people think or say about us. If only we could drop the bag of mistakes and drop the bag of insecurities and drop the bags of pretense and realize that in 2017, we get a fresh start. Let's start it well. Thanks for listening to this message from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.